0: Welcome to Brand and New, brought to you by the International Trademark Association. INTA is a global association representing more than 30,000 brand owners and professionals dedicated to supporting trademarks and related intellectual property to foster consumer trust, economic growth, and innovation. In this podcast series, every two weeks host Audrey Dovey shares with you a new topic related to innovation and its impact for the legal world with a special focus on intellectual property.
1: With a steady GDP growth over 5% per year, Kenya is one of the leading economic forces not only in East Africa, but on the entire continent. In this context, it's no surprise that IP issues are at the forefront of most national institutional projects. From legislative amendments to update the main laws in light of new challenges raised by new technologies, to punchy enforcement initiatives to tackle counterfeiting, IP issues are regarded as critical to foster the economy. And they are a legitimate and significant part of the country's political and strategic agenda, as we will discuss in this new episode of Brand New. My guest today, Honorable David Ochieng and Honorable Alice Muthoni-Wahome, are essential stakeholders of these changes thanks to their extensive knowledge of legislative, political and judiciary world in Kenya. Both members of Parliament, they are involved in the legislation changes and their implementation. Honorable Waume is chairperson of the caucus on INTA and the National Assembly of Kenya and Honorable Ochiang is member of the caucus. Kenya is one of the countries at the forefront of INTA's advocacy efforts on the African continent with a huge innovation potential. What is your role as members of parliament to manage such evolution not to say revolution.
2: Thank you so much. You would know, Audrey, that uh, Kenya has a very strong industrial policy. We've got a blueprint that sees us industrializing within the next 20 years, and at the heart of that policy is being able to harness the advantages of technology to ensure that our industries and our people are tooled and resourced in a manner that innovations are protected, innovations are nurtured, and in a manner that they can be industrially applied and and so at the center of all this uh, parliament plays a very major role in ensuring that our laws are in tandem with our new constitution the new constitution talks so much about ensuring that kenya grows with the rest of the world embracing technology as part of development so parliament does well in ensuring that the laws that relate to ip are updated and amended to make sure that they are congruent and they, they are in tandem with the constitution and the trends mm-hmm. of development in the RYP at any point in time. Mm-hmm. And so these amendments are done continually, and in consultation with the relevant bodies, the Ministry of Trade, the Kenya Industrial Property Institute, the Anticounter Fair Agency, and even the Academia.
3: Our role as parliament is to actually help agencies and the government implementing agencies in uh, oversighting so that as they implement the legislative agenda that uh, has already been passed by Parliament, then they are working within the law and that they are also, uh, you know, not counterproductive. You know, uh, the consumers, of course, have to be protected mm-hmm. during that um, implementation and therefore Parliament also oversights. And uh, whenever there are complaints, of course, Parliament would want to see and regulate how the implementation is going on. And and of course, uh, because we have innovations coming on every now and then, uh, the work of parliament is uh, is obviously critical mm-hmm. in ensuring that any gaps that arise because of new innovations, new developments, then are captured in the law. So my caucus that was actually launched last year, we did agree as as a team that had uh, been allowed by parliament through the speaker's office. Through the caucus, then we believe that we'll be able to work together as a team and it will be easier to harness uh, thoughts and ideas whenever we need to come up with new registration. And therefore, the caucus is a very good platform for us. And it's easier to develop ideas there before you go to the floor of the house, Mm -hmm. where then you can be able to move the bill more easily than when you're just bouncing it on the
1: members. As we know, a steady economy growth uh, requires uh, strong intellectual property rights protection to incentivize research and development and, of course, innovation. Are Kenyan businesses spending enough resources on innovating? And what are the leading sectors in this respect? Talking about uh, high-tech, telecom, healthcare, or mobile money. What would be the relevant strategy to raise the awareness of companies and citizens about the close link between IP legal protection and economic growth?
2: You know, in Africa, governments play a very strong role in encouraging innovation and all this. And so I would start the question by giving a negative answer in the sense that the industry will put more money in R&D if the government also does the same. Our governments hardly put enough money on R&D. You don't see a lot of public resources being spent on research and development. And this percolates into the industry. But of course, there are companies like Safaricom, in the country, the one that developed in PESA. their are companies doing chemicals and oil products that are continually putting money in that area. But you don't see a lot of innovations or even imitations on the side of IT, which is basically what is driving the growth in the world today. But part of, I would say, uh, would be the, the role of parliament, and, you know, Kenya in Kenya parliament also budgets. Kenya is in charge, of, parliament is in charge of giving money to... To government in the ministries and all that and so part of the challenge and part of what we must address as Africa and as Kenya is to ensure that we are giving the right signals when it comes to investments in research and and, and development and but we must also put a lot of resources in protecting whatever is then innovated. Kenya runs a very vibrant intellectual property body called the Kenya industrial property Institute. But I don't think it's well resourced enough. First of all, to protect local innovations in Africa, we tend to be mesmerized and more easily able to protect foreign innovations than the local innovation. That's a big problem that must be addressed by not just Kenya but by African countries. That that we, we are able to work more with Apple, you know, you're going to work with Huawei, you're going to work with Microsoft more than you want to work with the guy who innovates comes up with a new method of doing one or two things. And that is a big problem. How do you explain it? It's likely lack of confidence in our innovations, in my opinion. Uh, Lack of confidence, the fact that we are also able to give up to new things. For me, that's a big issue. And number two, lack of government interest in local innovations. We we think foreign is good, foreign is new, and we think the foreign is better. And, And so even where... Someone puts in more, a lot of energy and resources in developing a local uh, product, you'll find that people prefer. I think the companies in Africa and in Kenya are ready and they are willing to be guided. They are willing to be supported by the governments of the day, should be able to give more visibility mm-hmm. and, and more highlights on the importance of one, encouraging innovation, two, protecting innovation, and three, investing at industrial scale in applying whatever small things you innovate so that Africa can also have its own homegrown innovations that can be applied globally?
3: Yeah, uh, I think your question uh, speaks deep to the place of research and development in uh, in the African nations. We do have to remember that uh, Africa and our country, for that matter, are young democracies. And therefore, in terms of even capital investment in the area of research and development, has not taken a priority uh, place. I suppose that even the scarcity of uh, funding and uh, and resources could be a major factor. And we we have to possibly encourage the market because uh, we are using our scarce uh, resources in protecting and possibly promoting innovations and goods that are not necessarily our own. And, and therefore, the market is there, but we are getting very little for that reciprocation and there are very many innovations that have come, but they haven't been captured as innovations. You know, even we have lost some items to other other jurisdictions uh, because people do not understand that they could actually a patent, they could uh, protect, they could register the item as a trademark. I have in mind something like Kikoi. You know, Kikoi is a scarf, like the one you have. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, there has been a lot of issues, people wanting to take it as their own, but it is... You know, it's made, it's really an innovation of Africa. Then the kyondo, you know, the African basket also. When you, you know, these are very simple uh, items, but when you see how they are appreciated elsewhere and market outside, then you find that the potential is huge and therefore maybe research so that people can even understand. I guess awareness creation, like education is important, but of course even the professionals that people like David and myself, we are lawyers. We need to have more time in this particular area so that we can focus on how then we can actually develop our own innovations. That does not mean we don't protect what is foreign, but I think it is also important to see at what cost are we doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes it's at the cost of neglecting and ignoring innovation, research and development in our own uh,
2: continent. If you look at the growth of uh, Europe and even America, there was a serious strategic and positive link and, and, and awareness and understanding of the link between IP protection and economic growth. That is not there in our countries. In Africa, people think it's something utopian, something that's out, only out there. You don't relate it to what happens in your country. And so we have these very good manifestos and policies talking about, let's grow by 2020. But you can't see a strong link between what you're producing, what you are innovating, and where you want to go. Because, you know, in the world today, if you look at China, China is putting so much money in Mm R&D, and it could be an arms race with America or with Europe, but it's all geared towards industrial development. Development, Anybody else is doing that apart from Africa. Africa is basically a net recipient of either old or new technology, old or new innovations. But our, our attempts at innovation is feeble, at at best to say. And I think, just agreeing with what uh, Honorable Alice has said, that the the day we accept and agree that we put our monies where our mouths are and say that we must innovate and develop with our own innovations, I don't think you're going to go very far. The biggest strategic act that needs to be taken by Kenya alongside other African countries is to actively and possibly realize that there will be no economic growth in any of those countries if they don't protect yeah. IP.
1: Kenya has already a pretty sophisticated legal framework for IP protection, uh, which is compliant with international best practices. In April last year, several amendments Uh, were made to uh, the IP laws, the Industrial Property Act of 2001, the the Copyright Act of 2001, the anti counterfeit Act of 2008, etc. What was the rationale for these amendments and also what's the situation today? Is there any new piece of legislation that brand owners and trademark practitioners
3: should be aware of? we do have a very good legal framework, like you have pointed out. And I wouldn't say that uh, there is any major lack, but I think that uh, we have not even been able to utilize the legal framework that is available. The market is ready for even more more development, more innovations. And, and, and you see also the law grows. Uh, you grow the law according to what activities are taking place. We are competitively working very well in the area of legal development, Possibly the only challenge would be the the judiciary where, and and I know we have even the INTA engaged the judiciary in terms of processing legal cases because of backlog. Again, you know, that could be a challenge. We would be in a very good uh, position in terms of international standing Say for some delays that may occur in courts. In terms of our legal backing, we are okay. We are also very open to amendments. Our parliament is fairly, very quick and fast. We don't think that uh, we would have challenges in terms of delays in any proposals because some of these proposals would come as government uh, uh, legislative proposal. Within our constitution, within our standing orders, mm-hmm. a member can actually bring a private member's bill. So I just want to say that I don't see much gap, and even if a gap arises, to be easy to meet the gap, yeah.
2: You know, the amendments that we've had in the last recent past are double-pronged. Amendments to make it very easy to register mm-hmm. patents and, and to protect copyrights. This, this is basically the hallmark of the amendments that were made in, mm-hmm. in the last one year. And number two was to make enforcement of IP easier. And, and so these were meant to strengthen the hands of the Kenya Intellectual Property Institute, Kenya Copyright Office, and to send to the hands of the Kenya Anti-Counterfeit Agency to ensure that they are able to have teeth to bite whenever necessary. In the last one year alone, Kenya has done something very unique to ensure that the brands are protected, protected very well and, and give comfort to any, all old trading partners. We have something called a multi-agency task force on illicit trade. This task force in the last one year alone has, <laughs> you know, it has caused hell to guys who would counterfeit or infringe IP. Because they report the president every 24 hours on what they're doing. Yes, yes, every 24 okay. hours the presidency must get reports. And this was a result of rampant cases of, of violation of IP, yeah. uh, of especially counterfeiting. Mm. So the task force on, on, on illicit trade is made on the basis of realization that unless we protect our major local brands and, and also major international brands, then all the efforts we've been, put, we've been putting in ensuring that we have, a good environment for business will mean nothing if we can't protect these brands and and, and that's why the, the the industry and the government agencies are working together now just to mention to you that in the last 3 months alone kenya has destroyed more than goods worth more than 10 million dollars gotten from ports of entry either at the airport or, or the seaport or some illicit borders this is just to tell you that as a country we are very serious about protecting not just our local brands, but generally people who trade with us. Mm-hmm. And so the business environment in the country now, if I may just go back in the last five years, we've had very many new laws, so Insolvency Act, a new Companies Act, a new Corporate Act, and these amendments we're talking about now, with a be to just ensuring that we have a good business environment. So that what is being done now is to enforce, so that the law makes sense to everybody coming to the country. These international brands should also try to ensure that they partner with these institutions that are local, build their capacity, mm-hmm. help them get resources to ensure that working together we are able to deal with IP protection and that the growth of these brands are not you know, interfered with by guys who want, don't want to follow the law. Are we are
3: receiving huge political goodwill from uh, His Excellency the President. I think the economy is likely to feel it, and the uh, partners' confidence has been boosted very well, and taking into account that I had said that we have sufficient legal framework. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the next stage would be then uh, the people would ask, w- what are we getting from this um, uh, energy, from this uh, partnership? Why do we have to protect mm-hmm. other brands, and where are our brands? And I think that is uh, a big question right now. And and Kenyans would want to see that they are equal partners, or at least there is a way that they are getting something back in terms
1: of providing the market, providing a good environment. Do you think the existing pan-African organizations, such as the African Union, uh, for instance, could play a more significant role in supporting the promotion and enforcement of IP rights at the national level? And is there any project you are aware of in this respect?
3: The bringing of the African leadership together is a good platform so that because you know you cannot succeed as a country when you are studying alone. And I think this fight is major and therefore the, the importance of cooperation, importance of working uh, together. Like within the East African region, you know we have East Africa cooperation where trade between mm-hmm. the countries is, is free trade, which then means if goods reach in, in any of our countries then there will be free movement but then agree on how to protect that trade the african union when you now move outside our region infrastructure relationship where you want to develop infrastructure that makes the movement of goods easy you also want to hear some treaties being worked by the the leadership at that level there is still a lot of suspicion among the african heads and the usual competition you know because the the countries, of course, finally must answer to their own local needs and demands. And I think that seems to me to strain deeper development and engagement at the African level. Again, we are talking about scarce resources among developing nations. So we need to see how we can be more serious Mm -hmm. in terms of how we push the countries to work on their own development, business uh, investments, than just outside investment.
2: Audrey, as part of their industrial policies, and as part of their trade facilitation endeavors, mm. African countries are doing a lot in terms of just pulling together to ensure mm. that they are having unified actions and within our region. The East African community has a joint industrial policy that has a very strong chapter on IP protection. The police has also now been translated into a law that is built before the East African which is the same legislative assembly. So you are going to have East African IP law coming up, God willing, shortly. Within Comesa region, uh, which is larger, you also have a very strong IP policy. They don't make law much. But Comesa has a very good system of ensuring that its policies are, in, are implemented. Down South Africa, SADAC also has similar policies. So they have ensured that all the trade agreements they're going into now have very strong components on IP protection as part of trade facilitation. Finally, the recently inaugurated the African free trade area, also has very strong provisions on IP protection as part of trade facilitation, and as part for, part of efforts to uh, encourage innovation and industrial development. And so uh, I know that uh, there are efforts regionally and continentally to ensure that the region moves together in developing pro-IP protection policies,
1: Last year, Kenyan National Assembly met with INTA representatives to discuss IP protection. We already mentioned that. And more specifically, best practices sharing and research initiatives to support the legislative and judiciary's expertise, uh, including the establishment of the IP trademark Mm -hmm. caucus. Um, What do you expect on a long-term basis from uh, this collaboration with INTA? In, uh, In
3: terms of expectation and partnership, then we would expect technical support, would expect uh, sharing of ideas, uh, really, and establishing uh, strong linkages between INTA and uh, our parliament. The caucus would then be the the, the instrument through which then you can make uh, your proposals. Uh, you can, uh, you know, even uh, hold discussions, including even having some meetings in in Kenya, and and maybe most importantly. There was indication that you, you find Kenya very friendly and uh, considering the legal frameworks that we have talking uh, been talking about, then it would be a good uh, springboard to the rest of the region and possibly the larger uh, region, even in Africa. So we expect that uh, this will continue being strengthened by the partnership. I really don't want to talk about funding, but I think in terms of technical support, you know that uh, including training, forums that mm-hmm. uh, would uh, maybe build capacity of members, they would be very welcome.
2: Look, you know, at any one point in time, Parliament is dealing with so many things. Yeah. At any one point mm-hmm. in time. And so the caucus becomes very key because it's able to narrow down the issues mm-hmm. of IP into a single entity called the IP caucus. Okay, so the MOU with INTA and the caucus in parliament is a huge blessing in my opinion because the committee just told you about uh, deal on any single day dealing with a thousand issues. So the caucus then brings focus into this and we are able then to deal with the issues to do with with IP, not just at a parliamentary level, but we can make proposal to the executive to put enough budget for enforcement, talk to the judiciary, put enough money for training, But with a
1: holistic approach. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And,
2: and, and sometimes, by the way, the support you're requiring is not money. It's just mm. uh, technical, technical, technical advice. Yeah. INTA can send us trainers, can send us professionals to come and train parliamentarians on the same, train parliamentary staff on the same, train judiciary on the same. And, and so the collaboration that we look forward to having with INTA is a broad-based and so that we're able to also keep pace with the new developments in the area, not just on trademarks, but generally IP law.
1: Could you tell us your secret? How do you keep up with legal and tech innovation? How do you keep up with that? And if you were to give our listeners one practical advice, a source, an institutional website maybe, or a publication to make them more knowledgeable about Kenya and its challenges, what would it be? For me, the secret would be to expose uh, yourself to more
3: reading, more material, resource in terms of um, engaging new areas of thoughts and ensuring that you're also working with others because I believe this is not an area that you can succeed without looking at what other jurisdictions, what they are doing, what has come up. A, a caucus like ours is important in terms of developing even a memory tool where we can be able to you know, look at data, or Receive information through it, you know, a website, and so that we can really be on speed with the most important things. So,
2: now for me, is the interest the interest I have in the area keeps me going because, um, well, there's so many things happening around you at any one point in time. And so, if if you have interest in um, technology, you'll have interest in that, you have interest in something else. So, for me, is the interest I have in, in IP and general international trade uh, facilitation that keeps me into this. And number two is the focus. Keep my eyes on the ball, <laughs> and all the time uh, being able to mm. say this is what I want and go for it. And for me, that helps a lot. And number three is what uh, she just said: being in the right network so that you're able to know what's happening in the world. Sometimes we may not have time to. At the politician you don't read a lot, or if you're reading, reading so many things if you're in the right yeah. networks, then you keep pace to what's happening. Number three is the issue of what you just said. If you want to know something about Kenya and in and IP, go to kp.co.ke go to brandkenya.go.ke. You can still do WIPO, you'll get information on that. Go to eac.int. These websites will give you information about what's happening in the region, not just on IP, but also IP-related aspects of industrial development and of trade.
1: Thank you so much, Alice. Thank you, David. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks My guests today were Honorable Davido Chiang, Member of Parliament for Ugenia Constituency and Honorable Alice Muthoni wahome Member of Parliament for Kandara Constituency, Kenya National Assembly.
0: Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in every two weeks on Tuesday for future episodes of Brand and New, a podcast from the International Trademark Association. If you liked this episode and think someone else would too, please share it. And to learn more about INTA, please visit I-N-T-A dot org.